Hello, Hopers, and welcome to another Thursday Hope Daily. I'm Pastor Ryan, and I'm going to be continuing through Living Grace, Walk in Love, a 365-day journey by Bob Goff. Today, we're looking at entry number 88, which is titled, The World Will Know What We Really Believe by Seeing Who We Authentically Love. And the scripture for today is Mark chapter 1, verses 16 through 18, which reads, As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I have a couple of questions for you. The first one is, do you think that when we look at this statement, the world will know what we really believe by seeing who we authentically love, Do you think that you are showing people what you believe is what's contained in the Bible? Do you think if people see who you authentically love, that they are able to understand Jesus Christ through your actions? It's a powerful question and probably a convicting one. It certainly was for me. Do you think authentic love is saying, hi, how are you to somebody as you walk past them in the church hallway and barely stopping to hear what their answer is? Do you think that authentic love is having a short conversation with someone, maybe five, maybe ten, maybe even if you really are into it that morning, a 20-minute conversation once a week? Do you think that an authentically loving relationship is a relationship that you have with a friend that you met at small group, who you only see at small group, and who when small group is on a break, you never talk to? These are all very convicting questions that convict me just as much as I'm sure it convicts some of my people who are listening right now. I have another scripture verse that I want to share besides Mark 1, chapter 16 through 18, although I will talk, to, talk about that. And it's 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20, which is, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God is making his appeal to the world through us, through our lives, through the things we say, through the things that we do, through the things that we spend our free time on, through the way that we treat people. That is how God makes his appeal to the world, through us as his ambassadors. It is a high calling and a challenging calling, and it is one that we need to take very seriously. When we look at Mark chapter 1, verses 16 through 18, and Jesus walks beside the Sea of Galilee and sees two fishermen and calls out to them to follow him. And they and he says, you know, I, I will send you out to fish for people. And they at once leave their nets and follow him. Would you ever consider that kind of action? What we see is Jesus walking along and picking two people who are in the middle of a day of work. They're at their job doing their work. They're in the middle of it, and he calls them to do something else, and they do it immediately. Without a second thought, they drop their jobs, they leave their hometown, and they follow Jesus. This is a radical difference from the kind of neat and tidy Christianity that we live in today. Bob Goff has a lot to say about this, and I think it's really good, so I'm going to read it to you here. He says, Did you know there are churches and cities across the country that meet outside in parks and under bridges? It's true. These people know church walls can sometimes keep people out. If you'd show up on a Sunday morning, you'll see homeless people leading worship and kids eating hot dogs during the sermon. Some are sitting, some are sitting and others are standing. 
There's no separate room for the babies who cry or the deeply wounded souls who forgot how to. No one tells the people who come to be quiet because it's more like a celebration than a study hall. Jesus said following him meant going where he went, and he went to people who couldn't make it to him. People with criminal records were welcomed with compassion. Desperate men and loose women were accepted. Those with disabilities weren't shunned because they were different. Groups of people who were typically excluded from community found a safe place to be themselves in Jesus. Now, as the children's pastor, I am obviously not preaching against the wisdom of having a nursery for the crying babies, but I do think that this message is still convicting and for good reason. Jesus spent the vast majority of his time teaching and preaching and ministering to other people outside in crowds. And I know that his ministry was in a different time period than ours. But I think that when we're trying to model Christ, we need to think back to the way that he himself actually did ministry more often than we currently do. I'm not saying that we should tear down the walls of our church and we should have hot dogs available during the service, but I do think there's a beautiful wisdom in the value of community that is placed at a church that meets outside and is hanging out the whole time, hanging out together, hanging out with Jesus, and listening to the good word being taught. I think that there is something to be gleaned from that kind of free-spirited open-air ministry. I think that God gives different ministries different callings, and that in the modern day, we have different expressions of Christianity, not because of disunity, but because God has different expressions of Christianity set up to reach different groups of people. And I don't think that hope meets the same group of people as a church that meets in a park or under a bridge. And the group that gathers at Hope is an important one to reach, an important group that needs Jesus just as much as everyone does. And I don't think the church that meets in the park or under a bridge is going to be able to reach our people the same way that we do. So I think that God equips us for different ministries and sets us up for different purposes in his very, very large kingdom that is designed to have space for everyone and anyone from every background to be able to come if they choose to believe and have faith. What I think is important is that we all are asking ourselves the same question. That the people in the church, in the park, under the bridge, who are having hot dogs and playing music while they meet. And that us here at Hope, who meet on Sundays for a much more structured service, who have nurseries to have a separate place for the babies to cry, who have classrooms to have a separate place for the kids to learn with their peers. I think that we all need to just make sure that we are asking ourselves, are we being good ambassadors? Are we authentically loving people so much, truly like Jesus would, that our lives are a witness to the one true God? Are there areas for us to improve? Are there areas for us to grow and become more authentically loving? Are there ways that we can do church slightly differently so that we can be more authentically like Jesus as we represent him and speak on his behalf? I don't think there's any one answer to that question, but I do think that it is a resounding yes that we need to think about it, that we need to ponder it, and that all of our church members, church staff, leadership should always be thinking, how can we do this just a little bit better? How can we be just a little bit more loving? How can we be just a little bit more like Christ? I think that is a core question for anyone who seeks to follow him.
So that is my prayer for you and for me this week, that we will be able to uh, analyze our actions, analyze the comfortable routines that we've fallen into, and make sure that we are not getting too mechanical with them, that we are being authentic in our love, that we're not just being routine and ritualistic, that we're not just going through the motions, but that we will have an open mind to change as God places it in front of us, that we will minister to the people that God places in front of us in the way that God calls us to do so, and that we do so authentically, wholeheartedly, with full hearts, full of love. I pray that for you and for me, and I thank you for listening.